What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's the Holistic Motivator. Are you avoiding the void? Do you grow in silence or do you go to the corner and cry when you're in silence? We need answers to these questions. Stay tuned to the Ed Talks podcast. Today is about growing in silence and not avoiding the void. So if you've been tuning in this whole week, this whole week I've been talking about loneliness. I've been talking about the difference between being lonely and having time to work on you. So this whole week, if you went past the last two episodes, that's what I was talking about. So today, I'm going to be talking about not avoiding the void and not avoiding silence. Silence. What's going on, Sam? What's going on, Chelsea? Thank you, everybody, for tuning live on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Every day, 10 a.m., you can come and listen live on these platforms from Monday through Friday. I always have the podcast, right? So. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Or tune in live every Monday at 12 p.m. by visiting FAURradio.com. Silence. Think about an awkward moment you had with somebody, right? And you're just sitting down with them. And it's just all of a sudden, it got real quiet. So you're like, what's up? You know, you don't really know what to do at that point. You feel awkward. So sometimes silence can be awkward. That's what they say, an awkward silence. But the thing is, silence doesn't have to be awkward. It can be peaceful, right? So there's two ways you can look at silence. If you don't really like somebody, when when you're silent around them, it feels awkward because you don't know what they're thinking, planning, and you don't, you know, you're not connected with them, right? But when you're in tune with somebody and you're in silence, a lot of times you're going to feel good anyways. So they say, don't find somebody you can be happy with when y'all talking and having fun, but find somebody that you can be in a room with and without talking, without having fun, without doing anything, you just feel good just being in each other's presence. So that's somebody who con- connects and communicates to you at an energetic level. So if you think from that perspective, you're going to be able to navigate through life much better because you're going to have, you're going to be utilizing your sixth sense. All right. So. We sense things through our five senses. I know you know what our five senses are. 
we sense things through our five senses. But the things that we can't sense through our five senses, we have to use our sixth sense. So everything that we cannot, the information that cannot be gathered by seeing, smelling, touching, or tasting, you have to be able to do it from a energetic level. So from a intuition level. So that's the point where you literally can feel the other person's energy. Some people say you got to be an empath to do that. How do I do that? Well, everybody has an innate ability to understand what other people are communicating to them based on what they're looking at like. That's their facial expression. They call that body language based on their tonality. That's their voice. You could read someone's tone of voice, body language, tone, and also based on their stature. So based on their posture, you can tell if somebody is being off or communicating with you uh, in a way that's not honest. So we snitch on ourselves with our faces, which means we can communicate with each other without even talking. So in silence, you can understand what somebody's going through because you can feel them. So... I said all of that to say, when you're alone with yourself and it's like silence in your brain and you're like, bro, it can be annoying or it can be very peaceful. So think about you being around somebody you don't know versus you being around somebody you've known all your life. Think about the difference in energy in that room. That's the difference that we want to look at as it relates to personally, because we're talking about loneliness and finding joy in silence rather than being burdened by silence. Don't get silenced by silence, but get empowered to speak when you're in silence. So don't get silenced in silence, but get empowered to stand up for yourself in silence. So when you're in the silence, which means when there's a time where you have to just literally spend time with you, like there's no distractions, you don't have friends that is calling you, maybe you're not in a relationship or you're not going to school, you're staying home, you're not working, you're quarantining, and you have to deal with silence a lot. And sometimes you're so tired of tech, you finally say, I'm going to detox from it. So you try to get in silence, but then you're your head start running, so your thoughts start running. So I'm like, yo, I, I tried to silence myself, but no, I tried to silence my mind, but I ended up running it more. So you're like, how do I find growth and silence? So remember how I said, if you are sitting next to somebody and nobody's talking, you can be annoyed or you can be completely blissed out with no words. So you both of us can be in the same situation. One is annoyed and one is enthused. What's the difference? The difference is the energy, the level of energy between, level of energy and chemistry between those two people, okay? So what does that have to do with you? Well, I said guard your energy and 
align your chemistry. Guard your energy and align your chemistry. So if you are annoyed because when you are with yourself, the chemistry is off and your energy is not positive, in silence it causes you burden, then what you need to do is you need to guard your energy or build up positive energy and align your chemistry. So your chemistry can be toxic. So to guard and positive energy and to get positive energy, you have to work on your chemistry. So when we think about chemistry, what do we think about? We think about chemicals. So something we never really think about is the importance of chemicals in our lives. This morning, I'm not drinking tea, I'm drinking coffee. Now, from his coffee in my cup, coffee has caffeine, and the chemistry of caffeine gets me hyped up, right? But did you also know that cortisol, which is a chemical in your brain, kicks in the moment that you wake up early in the morning? And that's the first shot of natural caffeine that nature gives to you. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It's not caffeine, by the way. It's a stress hormone, and that also jumps you and gets you ready for activity, makes you awake. So cortisol kicks in in your brain in the morning. But the coffee also has the same hit on your nervous system, stimulating your nervous system to get you energized. Here's why you need to align your chemistry so that you can guard your energy. Now, in the morning, what if you knew that if you woke up 5 a.m., it's drinking coffee to wake you up, ain't gonna wake you up because cortisol already kicked in and it's way stronger than coffee. So by the time you drink the coffee, it's really not gonna do anything for you. So because of that, by drinking coffee, a stimulant, it's probably gonna rouse up your nervous system, make you stimulated, make you like, you know, like this at the same time, but it's not necessarily waking you up. So what if you knew that, okay, let me make the adjustment. I'm going to wake up first. I'm going to do my routine. I'm probably going to drink tea first. No caffeine because I already have cortisol. And then after two hours or so, then I can drink my first cup of mushroom coffee or whatever coffee I drink. Right, so instead of being anxious because of drinking the coffee early on, you could guard your chemistry and drink the coffee two hours after you wake up because cortisol already kicks in in your brain and you don't need any stimulant to wake you up because nature is already taking care of that for you. So why did I use that example? Okay, this is an example for what's going on mainly in our lives. We have chemicals that's in our brain. These, I call them brain juices, but they're hormones. They're secreted by the endocrine glands. So all of these different hormones secreted are there to give us different experiences in life and meant to direct us and give us the experience of life. You know, we get dopamine and we get cortisol and we get oxytocin when we're experiencing love. 
we get a lot of different chemicals that is necessary that is literally helping us experience life at the same time these chemicals are there to balance and regulate our bodies but do you know how that works do you know what chemicals that your brain shoots to get you out in fight or flight or get you out of a stressful situation do you know about the sympathetic sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system sympathetic kicks in your stress response parasympathetic stops that process and it gets you back to normal again by knowing that you'll say okay i need to guard my chemistry so when you're going through a angry emotion do you say bro what chemical reaction is going on or do you just be like yo i'm just reacting to what's happening a lot of times you're probably not thinking like that well i'm trying to i'm not trying to but i am letting you know that you can look at it from a different perspective by aligning your chemistry to guard your energy so what i mean by that is let's say you get really anxious instead of like first of all a lot of people don't even say i'm anxious let's get it right some people will just said will blame somebody else and let's say you, your feet happens to go in the shoes or whatever i'm talking about all you got to do is try the shoes out like don't get offended by trying the shoes out just try it out and be like oh okay i see let's go get a different size all right so let's say you're anxious but then you say you blame everybody else for you being anxious but does that give you a solution like let's say you're a teacher and you're like these kids man uh, always brings up my anxiety they can't get it right well the kids are anxious too <laughs> like if i'm a teacher and i and i'm like teaching a class and i'm and then everybody attending the workshop ain't cooperating or they get angry when i say something that relates to them because whatever i'm not going to say oh these people are not growing they're not meant to be in my class or i can just say oh i totally understand because every time i say something that i have to step back and reflect bam that i'm like bro that's that's true kid i see it you don't want it it's uncomfortable so this is what compassion is is putting yourself and the other person shoes knowing you've been there yourself so we guard our energy by guarding our chemistry by realizing when something is happening so when we're anxious don't say they're driving me crazy say oh what chemical reaction is going on in my body notice the signs are you scratching are you fidgeting are you playing with pen do you feel like you're getting a knot in your stomach and you feel like you're getting like your brain your breath get constrained and you got to like hold it and are you just holding it or do you, are you breathing into it to relax to activate the parasympathetic nervous system so did you know that when you're anxious and you're in anxiety you're most likely going to breath hold which is you're going to hold your breath now you you're going to ask me ed why would i hold my breath for What's the reason that people hold their breath when they're in anxiety? Well, at that moment when you're holding your breath because of anxiety, you're const you're constraining your life force energy because 
you are getting ready to make a quick movement, but no movement was made. So something about weightlifting is that you would think that you would be breathing out when you're pushing the weight. I mean, let's say you don't know about fitness. You never went to personal trainer certification school, right? You would think as you're as your the weight is coming down and you're pushing it up that from the moment it's right here you got to let the air out to push the weight out in reality you actually have to hold the oh hold your breath and then as you get about halfway almost at the top then you start exhaling right that's like the bench pressing why do you hold your breath first well because when you're getting ready for a quick burst you gotta it's it's a um it has to do with the fast twitch but we're not going to get into all of that science <laughs> anyway you got to hold your breath before you start that quick movement and then you let it out so let's say you got anxious you got fearful about something that's going to happen in the future you're worried about what's to come and then you're like it's just like it's like you see it, it's like you got caught in the headlight and you're getting ready to run but you never ran but then you never solved the solution I mean, you never, you never did anything about that breath hold. So you're not going to run. You're not going to climb. You're not going to do some crazy sprint. So the only thing you can do at that point is realize that you're actually not in a life or death situation here that you can breathe through this. So because you don't have to run, it's either you, you can actually, if you get really anxious, I've been saying just run out of it. Like, literally, you could, if you get stressed out, just go outside, start running. Like, literally, that's run therapy. Fight or flight, just flight. You know, just go ahead and run. That's going to help you balance those chemicals. But another way to do it is to just activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And the way you do that is just take a deep breath. I, I, I mean, have you take a deep breath? How many times somebody's told you to take a deep breath? And what did you do? Did you really take a deep breath or did you hold your breath? Did you do this? Or did you do this? You see the difference? Did you do this? And if you're listening, did you suck up and get taller or did you expand your belly and get bigger? made an air baby with your lungs? Did you breathe in using your diaphragm or did you suck up using the top chamber of your lung? The reason I say that is at that moment you realize, whoa, I'm holding my breath. Taking a deep breath is going to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic nervous system is, the, is, the, is what kicks off your stress fight or flight response. Right? The parasympathetic calms it down. So by taking in a deep breath, what's going to happen is your lungs are going to inflate and it's going to create a big balloon, right? And it's going to spread, spread, spread. You got your, on the right side, if you put your right side underneath the rib cage, if you're watching, you can do it with me. Listen, you can actually do it. You can dig in, that's your right kidney. And if you go to the left, underneath the left rib cage, that's your left spleen. If you put your right hand in the back, that's your right kidney. And you put your left hand in the back, right above the waist, 
that's your left kidney. Right, so you have the liver, the spleen, and both kidneys in the back, which means that your organs are here in the belt. So above the kidneys sits the adrenal gland. So the adrenal gland is a major part of your parasympathetic nervous system. So when you breathe in, the balloon expands and it pushes against your organs. And as you breathe out, it relaxes, which then causes the adrenal glands to calm down. And then the adrenal glands also has to do with you having to go to the bathroom, which explains when you're stressed and fearful, you want to use the bathroom. So by breathing in, you're going to calm down that area, and then you're going to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is going to take you from stress mode to a calm state. So it's not cliche when they say take a deep breath to calm down. It's actually the real deal. The only thing is you haven't been taking the deep breath the right way. So it's not that deep breaths don't work. It's that you haven't been breathing 100% right. But thank God that I'm going to show you today. And if you're watching with me and you're like, what is this guy talking about? You know, maybe I trust him a little bit, so I'm going to give this a chance. Great. Awesome. I believe in you. You can do this. All you have to do is put your hand on your belly. I'm going to teach you how to do that. And if you're listening, you can also just listen to my voice and do it as you listen. Put your right hand on your belly, left hand on the top, and you're going to squeeze in at the belly button. Almost as if you're taking all the air out. So your out breath is the relaxation breath. Your in breath is, I like to say, is the blessings. You take in the blessings, you give out with gratitude. So when you give out in gratitude, you relax. When you take in, you nourish yourself. So when you breathe in, you breathe in oxygen, nitrogen, and CO2. Wait, oxygen, nitrogen, and inert gas. And you exhaling CO2. So when you breathe in, your God is gifting you oxygen and nitrogen. And when you exhale, you're gifting the trees CO2. So push in, and then you're going to inhale, and that should inflate, and that should push your hand out. At the exhale, you should push in. So you're squeezing the balloon, and you're expanding the balloon. Inhale breath, exhale. All right? So that's the in and out breath. You do that to activate your parasympathetic nervous system when you're stressed out. You're super stressed, just do that. Take a deep breath. There's more things you can do, like I teach people how to do Qigong. And if you want to get those exercises to relax and calm down your anxiety and stress, if you have any questions, by the way, please comment right now. Please comment your questions. And if you have a question and you're listening, all around the world, please text me your question. You could also text me your question now, 561-510-9605. Bada boom, bada beam. So 
you see how in the silence when you're in the silence by knowing the right things the same situations that can be stressful can be managed if you guard your chemistry and guard your if you align your chemistry and guard your energy so what we just what i just showed you is how to align your chemistry when you're anxious or when you're stressed out this breathing works for a lot of things for fear anxiety worry grief it works for almost everything breathing is very important the breath is very important my the way i'm talking to you and how my voice box is the way my voice sounds if you think my voice sounds deep and awesome or it just sounds squeaky or it sounds zen or chill or vibe or whatever it's all because of my breath it, it, my breath has to travel and it has to go through the voice box and somehow voice comes out so every time i talk my lungs are working to get the voice out so when somebody says share like share a piece of your essence you literally when you talk not only are you sharing a piece of your true essence but you're sharing a piece of your essence which means what's inside of you have now came out and what's in your mind came out and went to the mind of someone else as an idea but then what you took as oxygen and nitrogen went in and came out as co2 but it's coming out through your voice box you see that you see how it's like give and take life is a give and take process or a give and receive process it's not give and take give and receive so i say that all to say is by knowing your breath works you can realign your chemistry so you now to guard your energy boom so what did i mean by not avoiding the void sometimes you're going to have to sit with yourself in silence and unless you learn how to breathe unless you learn how to sit still and be comfortable and notice where the aches and pains are and breathe the pains out I can notice when I'm too much on my right side and my right hip. I'm like, yo, that's hurting right there. Or my shoulder. Lately, I've been seeing my posture needs some work, so I've been consciously working on it, like sitting straighter. I'm like, what's up with that? I mean, I have good posture, but it seems like, yo, what's up with my back? What's what? What's up with the shoulder? That. So you want to be conscious of like your body stature. That's how you guard your chemistry, so you could. That's how you realign your chemistry so you could guard your energy and so you could have build up positive energy. All right? So I hope everything I'm saying right now is making sense to you. So I said when you can't use your five senses, you got to use your sixth sense. A major way to get in touch with your sixth sense is to get in touch with your breath. It's to do those self is to is to breathe. Now, another thing is is to connect with the creator. There are multiple ways of doing that. Sitting still is a way of connecting with the creator. And prayer is a way of connecting with the creator. 
just by reading stuff from the Bible is a way of connecting to the Creator. By doing good unto others is a way of connecting with the Creator. By being a like-minded people that's going to help you put the batteries together, get charged up, that's a way to get connected. You know, what dancing and drumming, you know, and praising, that's a way to get connected. Just having a good time, just going to the beach, just walking barefoot, that's a way to get connected. So there are so many ways we can get connected, but it's about seeing the silence as a time to connect, not seeing the silence as a time to just shout because you're only deserving of noise. Let's say you was brought up in a household where you felt like you can't sit in peace without somebody shouting at you always. I'd be like, oh my God, not again, mom, mom, again. Okay, so it's like, you're like, I can't, I can't have it. So let's say you did that for the first 16 years of your life. And 6, 17, you said, I'm gone. You know, you didn't even wait till 18. Or you left at 16. Some people will do. And now, when you're sitting alone in your room, you're at a point where you don't even want to be in silence. Because you got to put noise in your mind somehow to replicate and empower the story from childhood. And I know you've heard all the psychology. Everything come from childhood. It's true right? It's no new thing, okay? So you're like, boom. So when you're in silence, you're like, I gotta make noise. <laughs> so you find a lot of ways to make noise. You start thinking about random stuff, you start making up some stories, and then you start, you just start sitting there, you just like, oh, that's why this is that, because, you know, and then you're like, and then, and then, you, and then you talk to yourself about, why did I just do this whole thing? And then you, then you have guilt about the guilt, then you have regret about the regret. You have anxiety because you have anxiety because you have anxiety. And then you're worrying about the worry of the worry. So it's an ongoing cycle. And it's something I laugh at because I'm looking at myself that was in there and that's in there sometime. And I'm like, this is funny, you know, but that's where we got to take it. We got to laugh at it because it's funny. And we all go through this. Only the... Okay, I'm not going to say fool, but only a person who's trying to lie to you is going to say, no, that's not true. I never had that in my life. They, no, that's, you're lying. We've all experienced something like that at some point, okay? It's no difference. So you can see silence as a moment where you have to create noise. Or you can see silence as a gift. You know how... We say, I, I'm tired of the workplace. I go home, there's noise. I go to work, there's noise. I, I go to the grocery store, it's too loud. There's too much people around. And then I go back to my apartment, there's a bunch of noise. And then I'm in a the car, there's a lot of noise and traffic. And then I go to sleep, I still get noise. And then the noise gets with pictures now. I'm having nightmares. Oh God, why me? You're like, too much noise. And then you're, and then you're like, I'm going to go on vacation now. And you're like, I go on vacation, there's still noise because I can't leave my mind in the back. So you're like, I got to get away from noise. And then you come to me and you're like, Ed, can you show me the Qigong? I want to learn how to calm down my mind. Can you help me tame the monkey mind? Which is a term that they use when your mind keeps running. 
you're like, okay. And I try to show you the Qigong. And then you're like, uh, I'm trying to do it, but there's still more noise. But I'm trying to do it, but I can't stand all this peacefulness. The noise start to go away. And you're like, I want to do this, but I can't stand the peace. But you was like looking for peace the whole time. Like, let's say somebody is like seeking for peace the whole time. They found peace, but then they're like, I don't deserve it. Subconsciously, you can find peace and say, I don't deserve peace. And then now that just robbed your peace. And then you find your whole life looking for peace. Looking for the silence, but you get in silent, but then you just don't deserve it because you had noise your whole life. So even when you achieve what you've been looking to achieve, but the way you got it may not seem as attractive because you may have gotten peace based on what you thought was loneliness, which was isolation. You may have gotten peace because you were isolated, but because you were isolated, you saw your peace as turmoil. You didn't see it as opportunity to enjoy and to grow. So what do I mean by that? Some people get isolation by making a bad decision. Now, I don't know who this is for, but this is coming down on me. Somebody need to hear this. Some people get isolation because of a bad decision. It could have been a financial decision, like you made a bad move financially, boom, you lost your house, you're homeless, something happens. You could have made a bad decision on a moral level and you broke ties with somebody and they came after you and, you know, not only did something bad happen to your family, but something bad happened to your, your, your image, your, your work, you know, you can't get work. You made a bad choice, you said, bro, I'm going to get mine so no matter what, you did something that maybe you shouldn't have done that that time now you're in jail so you're like bruh i'm isolated now you got a five you got to sit five seven twelve years aside i'm not saying any of those circumstances are not unfortunate and that they're easy or to overcome and i'm not saying they're insurmountable which means not easy to overcome at all i'm saying that all of those i pay respect to all of them however you can see it as, bruh, I'm in lonely times, or you can say I'm isolated for self-reflection. There are two types of people that go to jail. And I've never went to jail, which means I can't tell you the 20 types of people that went to jail. But I do know from the people that I've seen come out of jail that some people go in jail and come out renewed, which means they went in, they learned, they found some books, they're probably on the internet right now watching this video, 100. You know, some of those people are going to come out and be like, yo, I'm, I want to teach Qigong. Like, I want to teach health and wellness. Like, I want to teach personal growth. And I want to do what you do, bro. Because I feel like I learned those things while I was in jail. I cultivated myself in isolation. Now, that self-reflection gave me an investment into the world. And I want to go teach the kids how to not be like me and how to be like me at the same time. See that? From your pain, you can teach people how to be like you and how to not be like the old you. You see the beauty in pain? That's the beauty in pain. It's a double investment. Not only do you 
show people what to do, but you show them what not to do. That's wisdom, you know? And sometimes you don't even have to talk. Kids acquire wisdom from their family members. I've heard a lot of kids say, I do not want to be like Uncle Teddy because Uncle Teddy did not do whatever he wanted to do because I've seen what he did or whatever he did, you know? So because I've seen how he is, I don't want to be like that. Now, somebody might say, I'm Uncle Teddy. I feel, aff- I feel offended. Well, you're not Uncle Teddy. That's the whole point. The whole point is that's the perception of you. And at any point, if you perceive life different, you could change that perception from the perception of you, which means you could change the way you see yourself. Because if I said Uncle Teddy and you say, I'm my Uncle Teddy, and I didn't even say what Uncle Teddy did, then you know you need to figure out how to be Uncle Eddie. <laughs> and what I mean by that is you need to figure out how to be the holistic motivator for yourself and figure out a way that you're not going to see yourself as a person of what not to do, but you're going to see a person that people should emulate, which means you're going to see Uncle Teddy was in the past. This is Uncle Eddie now. You see, that's the point I was trying to make the whole time, is that we all have a past version of ourselves that somebody at some point, maybe your granddaughter or your niece or your nephew said, I don't want to be like you. Uh, And you're like, damn, really, Jit? I brought you Jordans last week. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, who's up? So you're like, you know what? I want to be a cop type of guy that will make my nephew proud or my daughter proud. And you know what? I want you to be like me. I want you to want to be like me, you know? Or, you you know, I want my grandma to be proud of me. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a better man. So that's why you say, I'm going to read books. I'm going to start doing the right thing. I'm going to go to church now. You know, whatever. You said, I'm going to do something different. And you're like, boom. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to start on this spiritual path. So you go for it. You start the journey. And then you're like, bruh, I didn't know that the journey starts with isolation for self-reflection. And then now you're like, oh, I'm ready. So you got to be taken from the light, be put in the dark so you can find out that you are the light. Be taken from the light, put in the dark. So you can find out that you are the light. So that's why in the void, you'll be able to create a new version of yourself. So don't avoid the void because the void is where you can create the life. So a lot of me, the holistic motivator, I like to say the holistic motivator as a, what, what did they say, a persona? Because for me, that's like an evolution of me, you know what I mean? At some point when I was, I used to call myself Ed Baller when I was a kid, right? I, so his, I used to call myself Ed Baller the best because I used to play ball. I wanted to be in the NBA. And I played like seven sports, scholar athlete of the year, but I'm not going to brag. So I used to call myself Ed Baller. And I was like, bruh, okay, sports is cool, but I want to make money now. So I call myself CEO Ambitionist. So like ambition is the way to live. But ambition, unbridled ambition is the way to get minds and succeed then i realized to really achieve my goals i need to become whole to really succeed and have a level of both success and money and success and value as it relates to fulfillment 
I needed to become Hulk. So I said, I'm not going to be Ed Baller or the holistic motive or ambitionist. I'm going to be the holistic motivator for real now. And that was that decision I made to fully evolve into a whole version of me. And as I learn what that means, I share along the way with you. And that's what it's all about. So I said all of that to say is, in the darkness, you kind of create different personas that's going to deliver the current state of your spirit. Different personas that's going to deliver the current state of your spirit. So the only way you could do is, the only thing to do now is to let your spirit evolve in the silence and create the persona in that void. Don't avoid the darkness. Create in it. That's my message and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator thanking you for tuning in to another personal development session. Now, if this empowered you today, if I drop some gems, comment gems, 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 and also text gems to 561-510-9605. All right. And another, if you want to send some gratitude, show some love, Ed Talks, Cash App, Ed Talks. Just a new way I found out that, hey, why not just put this as a way to monetize the show and grow the, the, the this podcast? So you want to, does it, yeah, or leave a review. That's another form of saying thank you. Just leave a review. Say, yo, you drop gems. You know what that's going to do? That's going to get the podcast higher. That means more people are going to listen to it. And why do I want more people to listen? Well, I want more people to be empowered. We know that's the whole point. So I realized that never forget what the mission is, right? The mission is a movement. So when you go and you leave a review, it's not like, oh, make the podcast popular. I don't care about popularity. I care about impact, right? So the reason why you comment is think of your comment like saying, bruh, this impacted my life positively. So I'm going to comment so that it could touch somebody else's life. That's how, that's why I do what I do. Something impacted my life. So I was like, bro, let me share this so I can do, do it for someone else. So when you go and leave a review, you're saying, bro, I want more people to see it. So let me up your ranks. By leaving a review, I'm going to get ranked higher in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. More people are going to see it and I'm going to be able to do this more and more. So think about it. If you were able to meet, what's your favorite motivational speaker of all time? Is it Eric Thomas, Les Brown? Is it, you know, all the household names, right? Who is it? So imagine if you met them when they were 22, right? Or you met them when they were 25. What, what would you ask them when they were 25? Or how would you support them so that they can be 35, so that they can do all the great things you've seen them done, or 45? Right? Like, what would you do to be part of that movement? So let's say you can meet somebody at their infancy stage where they're just building their dream, right? Wouldn't your impact be more impactful in the beginning or at the, 
at the pinnacle when they're like at the top, right? It would be more impactful at the beginning, right? So why not help at the beginning rather than wait at the end and said, oh, you, I love what you put three years ago. It really helped me. Well, just help me now. So now, the three years later, it'll be able to help a whole lot. So you catch the gist? I just really wanted to express that because I do say it all the time and I never really see a new review and I'm like, it's whatever, you know? Like, so, but if you want to help out, by all means, you're listening, you've listened to it all day. I put one out every day, it's for free. So just leave a review, that would be really, really helpful, all right? I said all that to say that you have unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want, to create your dream, to invest in it, like I'm doing right now. So I'm literally being myself and realizing that when I was in the darkness, I realized that, holy crap, I'm a light bulb. That's why they say you are the, that's why it is said that you are the light of the world. And when I recognized that, I said, you know what? I'm going to let my light shine and I'm not going to hide it or dim it. So that's why I say to you, let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Because if you hide all your gifts, all your talents and abilities in the world, forever miss them. And they will never be able to explore all the things you could have contributed. And that's really selfish. Don't keep it to yourself. Just like some people keep this podcast and they listen to it and they don't share it with their best friend. And yet their best friend is the person I'm describing as a negative person. <laughs> hey, it seems like your best friend needs the podcast more than you do. And I'm not saying that in any way to offend anybody. I'm just saying that because it's true. All right. So. Thank you. Peace. I love y'all. Have a great day. Ed Talk. Go to theholisticmotivator.com forward slash Ed Talks Daily. That is how you can subscribe. And that is how you found Apple Podcasts and Spotify to leave that review I was talking about. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.